0: All right, it is Baldry's beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Morning, Keith. Good morning. So we started the show today talking about police in the downtown East Side. Mm-hmm. And we had, I had the Deputy Police Chief of the Vancouver Police Department, Howard, Chowin, Howard Chow, yep. yesterday's show. I the continuing that. troubles down there in that neighborhood, he said, is the worst he's ever seen mm-hmm. in 33 years as a police officer in Vancouver. This is a hot issue politically here in an election year. Well,
1: that's reflected in these uh, promises for mayoral candidates in Vancouver and Surrey to hire significant number of more police officers Ken Sim in uh, Vancouver I think he pledged to hire 100 more you got Gordie Hogue in Surrey what 300 or something
0: Gordie Hogue who's running the, the mayor of Surrey the former liberal MLA just put out An a MD. release saying that he wants 300 he wants to hire 300 more police officers that, uh, in Surrey
1: uh, news releases are one thing reality yeah. is different I mean uh, we're, we're between the two of them they want to hire 400 police officers I'm not yeah. sure where you're going to find that in a time when you're seeing staff shortages In all professions right now, we've got a record number of of retirements as the boomers age out and people now quitting jobs and working on their own. This is a phenomenon that's occurring and it's going to affect policing as well. I'm not sure these politicians can carry through on those promises.
0: Well, let's listen to Ken Sim, candidate for the mayor of Vancouver, trying to unseat Kennedy Stewart here. And here is Sim going after Stewart on the issue of crime. Have a listen. I think it's pretty disappointing and disingenuous of the mayor uh, to come out swinging after three years and 10 months being mayor, uh, to come out swinging on crime and safety in our city. Um, Instead of taking responsibility for these issues, he decided to throw the province and the federal government under the bus. And a lot of these issues, um, you know, as mayor, he should be dealing with Okay, he's referring to Stewart pleading with the feds in the province for more resources here to deal with, to deal yeah, with was, crime. Yeah, this
1: was last week Stuart trying to sort of offload responsibility here. Uh, but it's apparent that street crime is emerging as a dominant political issue in municipal elections. You've got the mayors around the province, big city, uh, small town mayors and big city mayors, jointly together talking about the number of people who have um, been... Uh, uh, incidents with police but not being charged and still on the street. We've got the fellow in Prince George, uh, I think, with 200 police files on him, not a single charge. You've got these troubling incidents. We've had them on the Global News Hour every night, these violent assaults out of nowhere which we've never seen before and that's again becoming the dominant issue and I think it's going to shape uh, voters intentions.
0: Howard in Chow Howard Chow told me yesterday there were some people in Vancouver had 600 and 700 yeah. different police files. That's amazing.
1: <laughs> like that's absolutely amazing yeah. that uh, 600 700 police files with no charges. Yeah. No incarceration. Um it's going to be Kevin Falcon, B.C. liberal leader, uh, first out of the gate to advocate, uh, I think it was on this program, about reinstitutionalizing uh, people yeah. with serious mental health issues. I think that's going to be an issue as well.
0: Yeah. Ken Sim, it's interesting to watch his candidacy for mayor now because I'm looking at a brand new poll here from uh, Forum Research, puts him in the lead.
1: A little that's bit of first, a lead. That's but-
0: the first time I've seen someone leading Kennedy Stewart in a poll.
1: Yeah, but not a big lead. I mean, no one, no that poll shows also no candidates really emerged as the dominant candidate. I I think the voters are still um, not really decided on any one candidate. But that's a serious that's a problem for Kennedy Stewart. Ken Sim can emerge there. I mean, he almost beat Kennedy Stewart last time, and it was just a whisker uh, uh, from uh, winning. Uh, when you had a third party, a third candidate as well, so it's a more crowded field now, and you can win with a lower percentage. And that poll shows that uh, Sims got an advantage right now.
0: Let's talk about David Eby poised to become oh, the next premier here. This quote he gave to the Vancouver K- Sun: "Cameron
1: DeRosa's story in the Sun today I quoted him."
0: Oh, like I'm just astonished at this. So here is David Eby's quote in the Vancouver Sun today, talking about how he's being challenged now for the leadership of the NDP. Anjaliya Potterai, who is running. Against him for the job, mm-hmm. which has no hope of winning.
1: Well, you know, uh, hang on, well, wait, you're, a, she can't well, beat. She I, can't I beat don't, David. I don't think she will. But she's a climate uh, activist. She's an environmental yeah. activist. Uh, if they can get their act together and sign up people, I'm yeah. not saying that she's going to be able to do it. But it's not beyond the realm of possibility that you could. Uh, if if EB is now. Speaking like this, you should read the quote out because okay, it, it re- speaks okay, the arrogance, said. I think. Here's
0: what E.B. told the Vancouver Sun, Vancouver Sun reporter Katie DeRosa, quote, I'm I, uh, talking about how he's being challenged for this job. Now he's got to run against someone f- to become premier. He says, quote, I'm frustrated because obviously she appears to be the only other candidate, which means assuming I'm successful, it delays moving into the office by several months. <laughs> So he's frustrated that someone's actually daring to oppose him.
1: Frustrated? There's a democratic race. <laughs> uh, no, that's uh, that's an odd, odd quote. I think he's going to take some heat for that. I think she's going to benefit from this. Uh. Does it translate into mass signups for her? I I doubt that. But again, if she taps into an organized environmental activist movement that suddenly uh, who have, have no history of being um active in party politics. I mean, they would have to get active in party politics the likes of which we've never seen before to uh, push her past EB for the for uh, the win but EB's obviously the favorite, but that's a that's a bit of a trip by him
0: Let's have a listen to what she has to say. So as you mentioned she is a, a, a climate a climate change activist and she wants to see a lot of new government policy on climate change And so here's what she has to say about that Anjali Potterai, our elected officials have no plan. And that became terrifyingly clear last year. Here in BC, we were hit with one climate disaster after another. An entire community incinerated, farms underwater, hundreds of people killed in a heat wave. And yet our government wants to push ahead with the status quo. And it's not just climate. It's healthcare, It's housing. The system is unraveling. It's for EB to have an opponent here <laughs> raising these issues. Her candidacy is
1: very interesting because she's very critical of the party she wants to lead. Uh-huh. And the government uh, that she wants to head—it's um, not just climate change policies; it's all sorts of policies that she's wants to. She showed get. up on the picket line the other day she's supporting with, uh, she's striking liquor store workers. Yeah. So she wants she sides with their contract uh, position versus government. She's against the Coastal Gasoline Pipeline. She's yeah. against site C Dam. She's against the uh, Vancouver Police. She's against the RCMP. Uh, any number of policies. It would be fascinating to see her as premier over a cabinet. That has voted on or not has adopted so many policies that she opposes.
0: Well, EB presumably will have to debate her. Presumably, Is there a debate coming? There's been up?
1: No, there's been no nothing set up. I presume there will be a debate, but we've got uh, no information on that. But I, I would also point out if, by her taking these positions will force E B to oppose those positions, and will actually push E B more to the center center left than her position, which I think would do him well.
0: Yeah, you think that this
1: potentially Helps him I to have so. an opponent. He yeah. finds
0: it frustrating. Well, Maybe it's a good thing.
1: Well, this um, this quote notwithstanding, uh, Eby's problems and the liberals dine out on this all the time. They go back to his days in opposition and when he was the head of the VC Civil Liberties Association and some of the positions he took then, yeah. which were unpopular. You know, uh, supporting the the anti Olympic uh, anarchist uh, protesters, for example. Yeah. Uh, opposing the. Uh, the Vancouver Police Department on a number of issues uh, he 's not he has not done that as Attorney General. And the Liberals are going to throw that back at him. And the more that she can push him to the center and and sort of disown those policies, the better it is for him with the general populace. Okay,
0: speaking of the B.C. Liberals, we've got a, a by-election coming up in South Surrey, which is currently a Liberal seat. It used D- to
1: be a strong seat. Now it's, uh, it's increasingly in borderline. Yeah.
0: yeah, the NDP would love to swipe this seat away from the Liberals. So the, the South Surrey NDP candidate down there, Pauline Greaves, doing a, a news conference this afternoon with Transportation Minister Rob Fleming, it's interesting to see a tra- uh, cabinet minister getting a little political mm-hmm. here. So they've got a news conference here to to complain about the liberals and the liberals plan to scrap the new Massy Tunnel project and also c- continuing to make this allegation that Kevin Falcon, the new Liberal leader, wants to bring back bridge tolls.
1: Yeah, I've seen Falcon. I think has been pretty clear. He doesn't want. To, he's not has no intention of doing that. Now they are. They have said they're going to scrap the Massy Tunnel, and they want to bring back the bridge idea. So yeah. that's still a interesting political debate.
0: Well, let's have a listen to Falcon on that point. So here's Kevin Falcon on this idea to build another Massey tunnel.
1: They want to do this crazy idea with the tunnel. They're going to be stuck in the environmental assessment process for the next five years. Nothing will have gotten done. That's why I'm going to go back to the bridge idea. We can dust off the old plans, update them and get that thing built. Your thoughts? Well, I mean, this is an issue that's not going away. There's a reason the NDP is having a campaign event about this because they think it plays well to them in South Surrey that people just want this thing, this tunnel built, ASAP. But communities are split on this. Uh, The bridge had its uh, supporters as well. It's interesting, though. The Liberals lost ground in Richmond, and Richmond doesn't like the bridge because it's just an invasive piece of infrastructure in their city, uh, whereas the tunnel is underwater. You don't see it. So it's a it's a hot political issue. I'm not sure, again. I don't see any evidence to support the allegation that Kevin Falcon wants to bring back tolls.
0: No, that, that's interesting. Well, it's interesting that that's being raised as an issue in this by election now,
1: for sure. What's the interesting development in that in that by election is the Conservative Party uh, nominated a candidate uh, on the weekend and kicked off there. So th- this is a bit of a troubling mm. development for the Liberals. The the Conservatives got enough votes in one of the Langley ridings, Chilliwack and Abbotsford, in the 2020 election. Uh, conceivably, that gave the NDP those seats. If you yeah. if you if you if the, attach those conservative votes to the Liberal, if the yeah. Conservatives weren't running candidates, presumably the Liberals would have held those ridings. And so now, if the Conservatives can get seven ten percent, which is not inconceivable, they got seven percent in vancouver Colchenna, Can they get a similar number here? That would almost be all disaffected BC Liberal voters, and that yeah. could give the NDP a, a sort of an inside straight.
0: All right. Baldry's beat. Keith Baldry is my guest. The phone lines are open. 604-280-9898, star 9898 on your cell. Louise in Surrey. Hi, Louise.
1: Hi. Good morning, guys. Um, I actually have a question um, for Mr. Eby, not about what you were talking about, um earlier, but he is about to become my premier, let's face it. I'm a parent of a child who has autism and an intellectual disability, and I know that both of you are aware of the new autism um, funding model that's going to be coming in um, with the NDP. And it's going to do a lot of harm to children and families. There was a rally outside of VB's office. I personally had a meeting with him three months ago. He has not provided any feedback, made any statement. And uh, what the heck does a parent do? There's actually a lawsuit now that's that's starting up um, where a law firm has been retained. What what do you do to get this guy's attention on the autism file?
0: Okay. Thanks, Louise.
1: Yeah, so well, he's not the lead, he's not the line minister for that particular issue. Now it'll be interesting when he becomes if he becomes premier, how many policies actually change under his leadership. So far, we haven't seen any dramatic departures. Uh, he has talked about uh, um, uh, care for people with mental health issues yeah. in uh, mandatory uh, care, uh, but. That's not a huge, big uh, change in, in social policy, but it is a change, and we'll see if there's a change in the autism policy.
0: Yeah, and the, the issue there is they're moving to kind of a centralized hub, mm-hmm. as they call it, a hub funding model for yeah. uh, autism uh, families with autism or kids with autism, and parents of autistic kids are furious about it because they had been receiving, like, per-child funding in the past, and and they they rightfully, I think, are suspicious that they will very likely get reduced funding yeah. as a result
1: and as one of the reasons why not grandfather um, the families that are already yeah. in the program and don't don't take away their keep them whole uh, and expand it to other to uh, other families in terms of I'll, other I'll, funding
0: i'll say one thing the the families of autistic children are incredibly well organized they like they're putting a lot of pressure they, on the government they just don't give up they've
1: been to victoria a couple at least a yeah. couple times they've been in front of evie's office even though he's not the line Minister here. But yeah. again, it's going to be interesting if Phoebe becomes premier. You know, premier uh, premier's not going to rewrite the the rule book, uh, yeah. but there's going to be some policy changes, and it will be interesting to see which ones there are.
0: Grant in Surrey. Hi, Grant.
1: Hey, how are you doing, guys? Good. Uh, this this uh, bridge tunnel thing is it's pretty embarrassing. I just uh, wonder if the NDP uh, initiated the you know, did they vote against the um, uh, the bridge thing because the NDP because the NDP had, uh, or the Liberals had uh, put the bridge concept in, in 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 the first place? I mean, is it strictly a political thing? Because from a, a logistics point of view, it doesn't make sense to go with the tunnel. I mean, we're mm-hmm. going to be 18 yeah. years out. And you know, how much is it political? I just the
0: the frustrating thing mind. is the frustrating thing is they they started actually building the new. The new bridge that the Liberals had promised, and if they, if the NDP had not scrapped it, it would have been scheduled to open mm-hmm. this year.
1: That was a massive so, bridge, yeah, ten it's, lane, and, biggest
0: bridge in British Columbia.
1: And I remember one of the, one of the assessments pointed out uh, the, uh, the 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 cr- creep, the shadow that this bridge yeah. posed would, would basically put a, a block out the sun for a giant chunk of Richmond. So this is why it was very unpopular in Richmond. I will predict, though, they're going to still be debating this tunnel versus bridge idea come the next provincial election.
0: Well, I thought that Falcon made a good point in the clip we played earlier that it could be stuck in the environmental process for years. That's what what the Liberals are predicting, that you're telling me you want to sink another tunnel to the bottom of this river with, like, spawning salmon migrating Mm -hmm. through there. There's going to be a fight over it. There will be an environmental battle. It's an endless
1: fight on this thing. And, again, we could be... Debating this thing for two more elections. Yeah.
0: For yeah, sure. Rob in Chilliwack. Hi, Rob. Go ahead. Hi, good morning, guys. Hi, hey, Rob. Uh, Mike, you mentioned, do we need, do we need more police officers? Yeah, absolutely, we do. It, it, it's absolute anarchy out there. And if you saw the news last night, gentlemen, 200 chronic offenders with 11,600 files. Mm-hmm. That, excuse me, but yeah, this, our, our whole legal system has to be changed. Yeah. What state? is what is wrong with this I, picture? Like you hear these numbers and they're just mind blowing. I've am
1: i got no problem with having more police officers. I'm not sure that's going to solve that particular issue, though, of people getting released. Oh, yeah. You know, you could again, uh, those are a lot of arrests by existing police officers. There could be many more arrests, but all oh, those people are just going to be released again right now. They would be.